Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. Glad you're with us. Lots of football to talk about. College, Colts, also squeezing in some baseball. Right now, though, he's the star of our show because he has all the scores and all the information. It's Network Indiana's Ryan Soule. Busy day of college football here around the state of Indiana. We'll start things out east in Syracuse, New York, where the Syracuse Orange get the 32-29 victory. Come from behind. They marched down with under a minute to go. Went 75 yards, 55 of those yards on penalties. Only one completion in that game-winning drive. That was the 25-yard touchdown pass from Syracuse. Aiden O'Connell on the day, 424 yards. He had 39 completions on 55 attempts. Three touchdowns, just the lone interception, but it was a big one, a pick six that gave the Syracuse Orange a 10-point lead late in the third. Moving things down south back in the state of Indiana at Memorial Stadium. Western Kentucky all over Indiana for three quarters of the game in Bloomington, but in the fourth quarter, the Hoosiers were knocking on the door. They scored a touchdown to make it 30-28 to with under a minute to go. They needed a two-point conversion for the tie. Here's the snap back to Bazelak. He looks, he looks, he throws into the end zone. Caught! Touchdown for a two-point conversion. Bazelak converted on the two-point conversion, and after a drive stalled out in overtime for Western Kentucky, the Indiana special teams coming up with something special of their own. Here's the snap. Kick is up. Block! They blocked it! Indiana's going to try and run it up the field. Down they go. Brian Fitzgerald, he's at the 45. Still going. And finally is knocked to the ground right around the 31. But what a play by Brian Fitzgerald as he picks up the kick, block kick, and runs it back for Indiana. Indiana couldn't win the game there, but they did get the ball next, and Charles Campbell put through a 51-yard field goal to make that one a final 33 30 in favor of the Hoosiers. Notre Dame picks up their first win of the season, 24-17 over the California Golden Bears. Esteem, the rushing leader for Notre Dame, 18 carries, 76 yards, and a touchdown for the Notre Dame running back. Other scores around the nation currently in the top 25 action. Ohio State all over. They just scored again, 62-21 over Toledo. Arkansas, they've come all the way back, 14 points in three minutes. They now lead Missouri State 31-27. Tennessee pounding Akron at home, 49-3. All NC State. Out in North Carolina, 27-7 over Texas Tech. Michigan State not going to have enough, it looks like, tonight against Washington, 36-14. They near the end of the third quarter. Florida still barely hanging on to a lead over USF, 24-21 in the third quarter. And Pittsburgh with a 13-6 lead over Western Michigan. Indianapolis, Colts in action tomorrow in Jacksonville. Rain expected in the forecast, and it rained on the Colts. Injury report here this afternoon. Michael Pittman downgraded to out. Kiki Kuti elevated from the practice squad, as well as the new kicker in Chase McLaughlin, who we saw briefly last season. Jonathan Taylor will expect a heavy workload this week once again, but he talked about earlier this week how his workload in week one was already heavy enough. Yeah, I feel great. Um, you have to make sure you're doing everything you can with your body, especially directly after the game. Just make sure that you're giving yourself as much time as possible to recover because each and every single Sunday, I mean, guys are going to have bruises and dings, but you have to just make sure that you, you mitigate that as much as possible. Colts looking to bounce back from what most considered a disappointing tie with the Houston Texans a week ago. Major League Baseball going on this evening. 
all squared up at five in the eighth inning out in Cleveland in game two of their doubleheader with the Twins. Pirates falling to the Mets 5-0, that one late in the eighth. Still scoreless in the second game of a doubleheader from St. Louis between the Reds and the Cardinals. That one's bottom 10. Cardinals have the bases loaded with one out. Games earlier this afternoon, game one in St. Louis, 5-1, the final for the Cardinals. Daniel Hudson picks up the win. Mike Miner the loss for Cincinnati. The Rockies go into Wrigley Field and pick up the victory there. Three to one, the final score. Carlos Estevez gets the win. Albert Alzale takes the loss for the Chicago Cubs. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Ryan Soule. Welcome back. Hey, Ryan Soule, the sound on the IU game was fantastic. I mean, it really was. I mean, I'm excited sitting here listening to Don Fisher do the call on the blocked, uh, the block kick and the, and the return. Uh, I mean, listen, talk about game winner right there. And you could tell he, I don't care how many years he's done it. He was excited. Was he not? He's so excited. And you know, fish is always the best. Anything he does right. is always done at top quality. Well, that was, that was impressive. That's just a, you know what? That's the kind of game from a coaching standpoint. It's the kind of game, uh, and it's too early to tell, but it can be one of those games that's transformative, that gives you a boost, gives you some confidence, uh, can be a big game for you. And, um, you know, similarly, if you don't make those plays, that can be, I wouldn't say a, you can be crushed by it, but it does make your job just a little more difficult for everybody. So, uh, you, Indy, your alma mater, give me the update. Uh, they are in Tiffin, right? They're playing Tiffin tonight, Correct. Sorry, Coach. My, my the head, the studio mics went out. Could you repeat that? It's uh, yeah. You're uh, you're all. I'm giving your alma mater love. UND playing at Tiffin tonight. Uh, that game started at seven. So do we have an update? We do, Coach. And it was a good night for the Greyhounds. Kind of like the other teams in the state. It didn't start out so well. They were down twenty to seven <laughs> at one point. They actually right. came back and won twenty-seven to twenty. They scored with six seconds left to take the lead, twenty-one to twenty, and then. The live stats and up-to-date play-by-play don't have a reasoning right. why they scored that last touchdown on the final play, but according to the final score, they won 27-20. to There you go. Butler's still playing. Uh, they're at South Dakota. Jackrabbits have them down 45-16. Just about over right now. But, um, you know, this was a, a very, very good day for IU. Not a good day for the Purdue Boilermakers. Uh, they lose 32-29 at Syracuse. Uh, we're going to talk with Rob Blackman from the Purdue Radio Network coming up uh, in this hour. It's going to be uh, one of those conversations where 13 penalties uh, at inopportune times, like when uh, Syracuse is, is marching and you get penalties for unsportsmanlike uh, conduct and you get those kinds of things that prolong drives and give them field position. Uh, and takes you out of a possible win that would have been a really, really good one. And so we'll talk to him. Also coming up uh, in this hour, we'll talk with Dr. Lynn Clark about Notre Dame's first win of the year, a good win uh, over a good Cal team. Um, And it was, you know, I think what, and we'll talk with Lynn about this, what's important about it is they played well down the stretch, played well in that fourth quarter, uh, made some important plays on both sides of the football uh, to pick up that first win for Coach Freeman. And um, it's, you know, it's not an, it doesn't get easier for any of these teams. I mean, let's face it, if you're, 
you know, you you I I you you can, you got very little time to celebrate, um, and you've got to got to bounce back and be ready to go um, immediately. Frankly, so um, Indiana next week will play at Cincinnati. I think we understand what that is about. Uh, that's a football team. There's no question. Uh, Boilermakers. Long, uh, long f- flight back without question. They uh, they play Florida Atlantic in Ross Aid next week, and so chance to get back and get yourself going. Small college football also today. Uh, Marion thirty one seven winners over St. Francis of Illinois. I talked about that earlier. DePaul has gone four zero or three zero. Excuse me, forty four nothing win over Hiram. Uh, my alma mater, Franklin College, losing to Trine. The Thunder, 55-21 winners in that one. Uh, Indiana Wesleyan, big win today, 34-26. Overall of it, Nazarene. Um, Rose Holman with a tough loss to a good Albion team. Uh, as we mentioned, Wabash beat Worcester 48-14. We'll update you on uh, some of the other small college teams around our state uh, as we uh, go through the night. Don't forget, join us uh, next Excuse me, this coming Friday for week number six of high school football. Paul Condry and I will talk about that, plus look back at last night's week number five. I just know that we had 24 calls on uh, the show last night, and it was it was busy. It was a busy, busy night, and glad that everybody was able to give us a call. All right, coming up after this school board update, Dr. Lynn Clark from Iris Illustrated will join us, and we will talk about Notre Dame and their win over Cal. That's all coming up later on in the hour. We'll spend some time talking um, small college uh, football. We'll talk with Rob Blackman from Purdue, talk about their tough loss. That's all coming up later on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Small college football here in the state of Indiana today. We'll get you some of those scores. Coach Bob Lovell has already talked about a couple of them, but Indiana State falls to Montana 49-14. to UND 27-20 winners over Tiffin. Trying over Franklin 55-21. The Anderson Eagles fall to Alma 45-7. And Indiana Westland gets an eight-point win over Olivet Nazarene 34-26. Quick update on some of the games still in progress here around the nation. Ohio State has put up a 70 spot on Toledo. They now lead it 70-21 to with 12 minutes still to go. Oklahoma State not far behind 63-7 over Arkansas. Pine Bluff, Arkansas, 21 unanswered points now in the driver's seat against the Bears of Missouri State. NC State trying to hold off Texas Tech. They lead 27-14 in the fourth quarter. Nearing the fourth quarter, Washington still with a 36-14 lead over the Michigan State Spartans. USF driving. They're one yard away from taking the lead down in the swamp at Florida. 24-21 Gators lead, but it's first and goal at the Florida one-yard line as they start the fourth quarter. Back to the baseball games here this evening. Twins and Guardians still tied as they're going to the ninth inning, five apiece. Pirates get a run in the eighth, or rather the ninth inning, but the Mets still lead 5-1. They're one out away from another victory over the Buccos. Cardinals and Reds headed to the bottom of the 11th, still scoreless. Colts and Jaguars come your way from Jacksonville tomorrow. Heavy dose of rain in the forecast. Colts will be without a couple of offensive players. We'll continue to keep you updated on that throughout the night. Kickoff is at 1 o'clock. For Network Indiana, I'm Ryan Soule.
Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Dr. Lynn Clark from Irish 101 joins us to talk about Notre Dame's uh, win today over California. A very important win, to say the least, for the Irish. Dr. Clark, thanks so much for your time. Good win. This is very good win for the Irish for the obvious reasons, but I think the manner in which they won a strong finish uh, to pick up win number one today. A very interesting finish as Notre Dame with their back against the wall starting the season off with an 0-2 record. This one goes down to the final play. Hail Mary passed it, nearly ended up in the hands of a Cal receiver, and Notre Dame escapes with a 24-17 win over Cal to get their first win of the season. Drew Pine's right. first collegiate start and Marcus Freeman's first win as a head coach. Well, you know what? I've always said that first one's the hardest one to get. And um, look, this was a, I don't know much about Cal, but I liked how they played. This was just, you know what, this is a fun game to watch. But again, you talk about making plays at the end. Uh, and, and literally coming out there and doing some things you had not necessarily done in your previous two games. Well, the focus this past week for Notre Dame was to execute on every play instead of finishing, and Cal really mirrored Notre Dame. They both struggled offensively and defensively. They gave up some big plays, and Justin Wilcox is a defensive mind uh, for the Cal Bears. And so this game did not start the way Notre Dame wanted, they just could not get anything going offensively, and Cal was also struggling. So after the end of the first quarter, there was a combined seven punts and a missed field goal. But Cal takes a mm-hmm. halftime lead of 10-7. to 7. They come out, and they jump out to a 17-10 lead over the Fighting Irish, and the Fighting Irish faithful were scratching their heads saying, is this going to be another loss? But then the running game really opened up the Notre Dame offense. It built the confidence of Drew Pine and they just battled it down there, and Audrey Estime comes over from one yard uh, to score a touchdown. A couple of touchdown passes by Pine, who goes 17 of 23 for 160 yards and two touchdowns by targeting six different receivers. It was a good win, but uh, Notre Dame still has not gotten a takeaway on defense. Now, they had an interception called back that keeps mm-hmm. the Cal drive going. Mm. Then a fumble recovery returned for a touchdown by the Fighting Irish. Once again, returned, uh, overturned, and that kept that – uh, mm-hmm. drive by Jack Plummer, the Purdue transfer out to Cal. And he took him down the field, and that pass at the end, it stayed up there for a while, and it could have been a miraculous finish, but a sigh of relief at Notre Dame Stadium as the Fighting Irish go to 1-2 and two on the season. They will head down to Chapel Hill to take on the Tar Heels of North Carolina next week. Yeah, but defensively in that second half, I mean, they played well um, defensively. I thought they, I thought they really did. You know, shut them out for the last twenty-four minutes of the of the game. I mean, gotta gotta t- take I think a great uh, uh, pleasure in watching how they executed defensively in the second half. If you take a look at the stats, they're about equal. Two ninety-six total offensive yards for Cal, two ninety-seven for Notre Dame. But it was the tackles for loss and the negative yardage that was the difference. And you hit it on the head. The Notre Dame defense really rose to the occasion, and it gave them a little bit of confidence. They've been playing well the past couple of games, and now they delivered the knockout punch. And it was really the defense that that gave Notre Dame that victory in the second half. 
Well, I mean, offensively, uh, you know, you lost Tyler Buckner. Drew Pine has, you know, he has experience. He's um, he is he's the guy now because of Buckner's injury, and so maybe he settles in. It was not a good start for him. He, he struggled, you know, in that first half. But uh, fourteen to fifteen uh, in, in his la- his last fifteen passes, he only has one in- incompletion. So he settled in, kind of got some rhythm, and was pretty good. As I said, 17 of 23, but he didn't look that crisp. But all week, Drew Pine was saying he wanted offensive coordinator Tommy Reese to be tough on him. And from what uh, the Mm -hmm. scuttlebutt was in the press box, there was an interesting shot on television that uh, had Tommy Reese motivating Drew Pine. He was asked about it in the press conference and said, I saw the video. Yes, that would motivate anybody. But uh, that's exactly what the Fighting Irish needed. It was that little kick to get them going and say, hey, do you want to start the season 0-3? They finally got it together. <laughs> the offensive line played better. Mike Fisher right. out of Avon right. did a nice job as well. And it was a confidence-building game, but there's a lot of work that needs to be worked on next week in practice because, as you know, only six more days until the Fighting Irish take on another good football team. North Carolina very good offensively, a little down on defense, but you're playing at the opposition stadium. So there's that, uh, that factor that will weigh into the game next week. Yeah, but you got a W, okay? <laughs> I mean, listen, Freeman I've said, said it. I've celebrate said it. Celebrate oh, the victory. Right. Celebrate the victory. Exactly. Get back to work Sunday night. That's exactly right. And I, I've said it on the show tonight and plenty of nights. It isn't easy to win. I mean, I know you, the Notre Dame faithful, think it is. Lynn, it's hard to win. <laughs> I don't care who you are, where you are, what sport. It's hard to win games. Notre Dame fans have been comfortable the past couple of years, but as you said, it is tough to win, and that's why Marcus uh, Freeman is saying, hey, on Sunday nights, we start practice. Get the players off Monday, and then it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and travel day on Friday, but you're at the point right now that they need to get everything gelling, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what the theme of practice was uh, will be this week. Last week, it was to execute on every play as opposed to finishing. So it'll be interesting to see what they're going to be working on next week to get them prepared for another big football game. Again, I would, I'm not coaching uh, the Irish. I'm not coaching anybody nowadays, but my, my discussion would be, look, fellas, we, we won a game. And secondly, we found a way to win. We finished it out and uh, we did it the old fashioned way. We defended people when we needed to offensively I'm proud of what we did, how we made progress in that second half. We just have to be more consistent and we just have to believe that this thing is going to come together. It may not come as quickly as everyone thinks and wants to, but it's going to come together. Well, they have a lot to build on for next week's game. Now, a downside, J.D. Bertrand, the captain, middle linebacker, mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. called for targeting, so he is not going to play in the first half next Yikes. week. So the adjustments will have to be made. Uh, Jack Kaiser will probably come in and, and, and fill that void right there. Notre Dame is very deep at the linebacker position, but when you lose that captain and you lose him in that fashion, it kind of takes a little bit of that chemistry away, especially from a Notre Dame defense that played very well in the second half. Well, Lynn Clark, you can relax. You were nervous. Tell me the (laughs) truth. You were nervous at halftime. Well, we were scratching our heads and saying, here we go again. And we were also nervous on the field when we saw the the, the cow keeping getting the ball and moving down the field. And I was on the field when that last uh, Hail Mary was thrown. I was on the opposite end. But on the the video board, you could see how close (laughs) that could have done. It would have been interesting if cow would have scored. 
would they have gone for two? But a big sigh of relief yeah. going into the postgame press conference. And as you said, everybody's enjoying that victory, but then it's back to work tomorrow. Sure, they would have gone for two. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> it's well, just one of those to. things. You have to. You yeah, have you to absolutely do. You didn't come out here to tie. You came out here to win. Let's <laughs> let's try to win a game, right? But, Easy uh, for me uh, to say. Yeah. It's not me out there making the decision. Notre Dame with a win, 24-17, over California in taking on North Carolina on the road next week. Irish Illustrated. Dr. Lynn Clark, you're the best, Lynn. Thanks so much for your time. Have a great weekend. You too, Bob. That is a good, solid win. Don't care. Look, you know, I used to always tell our guys, you don't get style points. You either win or you don't. You wake up and and you're you're looking at, uh, all right, Howard Kelman, the voice of the Indianapolis Indians. Howard, uh, tell me what's going on with the Indians tonight. Well, Bob, as you just said, you either win or you don't, and they didn't. Uh, And this is five straight times the last five Mm. days Toledo has defeated the Indianapolis Indians. And the final score today was 8-7. to The Indians got a leadoff homer from Blake Sable in the bottom of the ninth to pull within a run. The next three batters were retired. And the Indians had played really well from the All-Star break until about 10 days ago. And now they've gone the other way. They lost four out of seven to Omaha. They've lost five right, straight right. here. So uh, give Toledo credit, too. They're playing well. Toledo deserves credit. Toledo's won nine in a hey, row Howard? now. The yeah. Tigers can yeah. play team. Howard, I need to, uh, if you can, hang on through this uh, break. Can you do that? Sure. Howard Kelman and I will come back, talk more about the Indianapolis Indians. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Start things out on the Bull Diamond for this 10:30 update. The Guardians and Twins still knotted up at five apiece. They head to the bottom of the ninth in Cleveland. Game two of the doubleheader for in St. Louis. The Cardinals with Paul Goldschmidt with a walk-off fielder's choice. They beat the Reds at one nothing. The Cardinals sweep the doubleheader. They're now 27 games above 500. And for Cincinnati, well, Reds fans are counting down the days until 2023 begins. Over around Major League Baseball as well. The Cubs fall once again today to the Rockies, 3-1 to one at Wrigley Field. Albert Alzale, who just got activated off the IL, takes the loss for Chicago. Estevez the winner, and the save goes to Bard. College football earlier this afternoon, Purdue falling to Syracuse on a late touchdown pass of 25 yards, 32-29. to 29. Aiden O'Connell over 400 yards once again, 424, three touchdowns, one interception for the fifth-year senior. The Hoosiers back at Memorial Stadium. It wasn't pretty, but they're 3-0 with a 33-30 overtime victory over the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky. Connor Bazelik, 364 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers. Quarterback rating wasn't sharp. He didn't have his best day, but he did get the job done when it mattered for the Indiana Hoosiers. Special teams comes up with a nice block at the end as well. In the NFL, the Colts getting set to take on Jacksonville in week two. Two wide receivers out this week. Jonathan Taylor details how much trust he has in his offensive line. Uh, I have a huge amount of trust, but it's also my part as well to help guide that defender to him, to help make that block right. Um, It's it's a two-way street, but like I said, number one, they got to be willing to go in there. Colts and Jaguars, 1 o'clock tomorrow. For Network Indiana, I'm Ryan Soule. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Howard Kelman rejoins me. 
Indians lose another one. Tell you what, uh, this is a nemesis. Toledo's a, a nemesis for them, are they not? Oh, you're right. And Toledo, having won the first five games of the series and nine in a row overall, has done a terrific job. You have to tip your cap. You know, Bob, there's a tendency when you don't win games, no matter what the sport, right. to only look at yourself. But you have to remember, in professional sports, the opposition is being paid, too. You know, and, and college sports, the other teams, <laughs> you know, good, too. So, but, but there were some mistakes made tonight that really were rough. In the very first inning, Toledo had two on, two out, and a routine fly ball to medium center field. Travis Swaggerty is there. Josh Van Meter, the second baseman, keeps going for it and going for it all the way to medium center, and, and Van Meter doesn't make the play. And Swaggerty just stood there. Now, what we don't know is, did Swaggerty call him off? We would think he mm -hmm. would. You know, he certainly should have. But that's a routine fly ball for the center fielder. Meanwhile, the second baseman's chasing it in center field, and it's not caught in two runs score, and that's at the tempo right there. All right, uh, they're about to wrap it up, are they not? What's left on the schedule? Yeah. Noe Terribio will be on the mound for the Indians tomorrow. They have a 135-day game. And then St. Paul will be here Monday for the start of a six-game series, the final six home games of the season. Then we'll go to Toledo, to Columbus for four games the following Monday. So 11 games left, Bob. Howard Kelman, legendary Hall of Fame voice of the Indianapolis Indians. Indians lose to Toledo tonight. Get out to the ballpark next week. Catch him before the season's over. Howard, thanks for the call. Have a great week. Bob, as always, thank you very much. Brad Huber, you know that name. I know that name. His time on Indiana Sports Talk as school board update and studio producer, doing PA work today at Franklin College. It's an institution that granted me a diploma a few years back. Franklin <laughs> loses to Trine 55-21. Tough day for my Grizzlies today. Good win for the Thunder, Brad. Yeah, very tough day for the Grizzlies today. Did start off well, though. Kai Ross, uh, touchdown pass to Garrett Cora early in the first quarter. But then after that, uh, Mark Guerrero of trying picked off uh, Kai Ross, a 35-yard uh, pick six back to the end zone. And it was pretty much all trying from there. Alex Price found Brendan Klein to make it 14-7 to before the end of the first quarter. And uh, Franklin did add on the touchdown early in the second quarter when Kai Ross found Jarrett Gibson. But then uh, trying, it was uh, 31 unanswered points uh, to uh, go up 48 to 14 before Franklin uh, scored a touchdown to make it 48 to 21. And uh, trying to have one more to make it 55 to 21 with their backup quarterback. So uh, a good day for the Trying Thunder, who go to 3 and 0, and uh, Franklin unfortunately dropped to 0 and 3. Good news for Franklin, though, they do head into a bye week before they start HCAC play in a couple weeks. Well, that is good news, and, and quite frankly, you know, uh, it's uh, it's a tough start for Coach uh, Hansel's uh, regime. And then, listen, the HCAC uh, will provide challenges for them, but there were some, some bright spots for the Grizzlies today, were there not? There were. Uh, Kai Ross, 15-32, had three touchdown passes today, one each to Jared Gibson, Dylan McKinney, and Garrett Cora. 
Uh, so they each had three touchdowns today. So some good things, but uh, definitely a lot of things to improve upon, especially on the defensive end of the football. Uh, I think if they can sure some things up defensively, they could uh, get some wins this year. But, uh, you know, it's a young football mm-hmm. team. Uh, several sophomores, yes, Ty Ross is a yeah. sophomore, yeah. and uh, you know, several young wide receivers. So, uh, you know, as you know, Coach, uh, a young group uh, does take some uh, running right. experience to kind of get them under their belt. Speaking of a young group, your alma mater, the Ball State Cardinals, toss a shutout today, 31 nothing over Murray State. I know you weren't there, but you were there in spirit. That's an impressive win. That's a big win for this group. It is. A young football team going 31 to nothing, win over Murray State, kind of getting some momentum back on their side uh, before they head back uh, in the conference play. I'll be honest, I'm not exactly sure who they have next week before they go to Northern Illinois on the 1st of October. Uh, to really get into conference play. But uh, um, uh, good to have that win today for Ball State and get one in the win column. And hopefully this can help that momentum after, uh, you know, that really tough game against Tennessee and then uh, that tough loss against Western Michigan last week. But uh, how about that news next year where Ball State learned that they will be going to Georgia and Kentucky next year to begin 2023. So that will be interesting for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of Georgia, they're at Georgia Southern next weekend. Perennial power uh, in the, um, uh, the what used to be one double A ranks. Um, that's a challenge for them. But today, hey, look, haven't pitched a shutout since I think 2008, if I'm not mistaken, by the Ball State Cardinals. That's an impressive day. Yeah, very impressive. Whenever you don't allow your opponent to score, uh, it's a, a good day. So you're not going to lose any ball games when that happens. So uh, good afternoon for Coach New, and look forward to seeing what this team can do. Uh, Georgia Southern, a good uh, test against uh, another team out of conference before they step into conference. And, you know, maybe they can get that one next week and go to 2-2 uh, two and two before they head uh, to Northern Illinois, which uh, is always tough for this Ball State football team. Uh, those two teams definitely rivals when they step back into Mid-American Conference play to begin October. Brad Huber doing the heavy lifting. Franklin College losing to Trine. Trine winning this game 55-21. Thanks so much for the call, Brad. Have a great week. Thank you, Coach. Take care. I will. Thanks a lot. Some great wins. Uh, so coming up, school board update with Ryan Soul. He'll update you on, you know, Purdue, um, IU, uh, Notre Dame. You've already heard. But uh, it's good to see Mike New uh, and his guys get a win. For those who've not heard the story, when we started Indiana Sports Talk in 1994, um, Mr. Mike New worked for our show. He just graduated from Ball State. Didn't have it, you know. Didn't, didn't didn't know what he was going to do. We managed to catch him. Uh, had some fun. He's great. I mean, great guy. Fun guy to be with. And uh, he was with us for a while in that first season of Indiana Sports Talk. Little known for there's your trivia question for for the night, which Division One head football coach worked for Indiana Sports Talk back in the day. And so uh, 
I'm always happy for him. Uh, Every time I get a chance to talk to him, it's always great to reminisce a little bit and certainly proud of what he's been able to accomplish. And it's a young team uh, that's going to get better. I think we all understand it. The problem you have is the MAC is not very forgiving uh, of young teams. And so uh, that's kind of how this will go. Now, Coming up, we're going to spend continue to spend time talking about uh, college football. Uh, in the 11 o'clock hour, Brendan King, voice of the South Bend Cubs, will join us. They win a championship last night. Paul Condry and I will talk about high school football from last night, um, week number five in the books. The pairing show. Just to remind you, Paul and I will be hosting the pairing show in the IHSAA Champions Network. That comes up on October the 9th from 5 until 7 p.m. Many of these same stations around the state will be bringing you that action. Um, We encourage you to listen to that. And if you're uh, privileged enough and encouraged enough, you can catch the live stream on on the IHSA Champions Network. But we encourage you to listen to us. We're radio guys. Paul and I are radio guys. Love it. It's given us great opportunities to do fun things in our lives. And so enjoy that. So that's again coming up on the 9th of October. We'll talk with Paul in the 1130 half hour about week number five. Scoreboard update coming up with Ryan Soule. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Quickly here at 1045, earlier this afternoon, college football. Syracuse Orange over the Purdue Boilermakers, 32-29, a last-second passing touchdown at 25 yards. The final drive for Syracuse, 25 yards passing, 55 yards of penalties. That came as the Purdue Boilermakers allowed Syracuse to go 80 yards for the touchdown. Only one completed pass, but it was enough. Aiden O'Connell, a big day, over 400 yards on the ground for Purdue. Dylan Downing and Devin Mockaby, both with 22 yards apiece. Charlie Jones with another outstanding day. He had 11 catches for a buck 88 and a touchdown. Elsewhere in the state of Indiana, the Hoosiers get a victory in overtime, 33-30 over Western Kentucky. We'll have some highlights of that game coming up at 11 o'clock. Right now in college football, Washington putting the finishing touches on a nice victory over the 11th-ranked Michigan State Spartans. They lead 39-14 with nine minutes to go. NC State closing out a victory over Texas Tech, up 13 with 18 to play there. Florida still trying to hang on against USF as USF is driving once again at the Florida 23. They're trailing by three with just under five minutes to play. Pittsburgh all over Western Michigan, up two touchdowns late in that one. Texas over UTSA 24-20 early or rather late in the third quarter, almost early fourth quarter there. Texas A&M 10-3 leaders over Miami at the break. Colts and Jaguars coming your way from Jacksonville. Heavy dosage of rain. The injury report growing at the moment as well for the Indianapolis Colts. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Ryan Soule. Welcome back. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. If you've just joined us, we're glad you're here. You heard uh, Ryan Soule talk about the injury report mounting up. Take a little time to explain what this means. This is impactful because um, you know losing Michael Pittman Jr. is a loss for this matchup. Absolutely. Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce out as well. So there's your wide receivers, one and two for the Colts. And now it's going to rely heavily on Jonathan Taylor in that rushing game, not only with 
the injury report, but also with the forecast tomorrow. And then the defense is going to have to dig in. Shaquille Leonard still out again, once again, for week two. They don't know. Haven't heard if he's going to be back for week three. Obviously, you'd hope most of these guys are back and healthy when the Kansas City Chiefs come to town just over a week from right now. But tomorrow's first. They need to go to Jacksonville, take care of business. And it's going to be a little bit tougher of a road, but still a game and still weapons they have around them that they should be able to go down there and get a victory in week two against Jacksonville. Heavy rain is what you're saying. You know, heavy meaning that's a lot, right? And that is correct. That'll alter what you're <laughs> – that, that's um, one of those circumstances over which obviously no one has control. Both teams are playing it. I, I got all that, but – um, this is uh, that's going to make this game. It, it's an interesting game anyway, but it'll make it even more interesting. And so it's a one o'clock start down in Jacksonville, and I think you're right. You know, you, 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 I, we're not. I'm not a football coach, but my limited understanding is you need to rely more on the run game. I like their chances when they do that because they have the best runner in the league. So, yeah, I, I like how that plays out. Absolutely, and you run behind one of the highest-paid. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, highest-paid lines. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, uh, and then we get to come. We they get to come home now after this game, right? They get their season. Their excuse me, their home opener next week against the Kansas City Chiefs. That is correct. So the schedule gets tougher from here, but they do get to get back in Lucas Oil Stadium starting next week. For a brief two-game homestand the next two weeks. All right, so you're going to be locked in, glued to the TV tomorrow, right? That's that's your game plan? 100% every Sunday. It's, you have to do it. Will you think less of me? Yeah. Will you think less of me if I spend my day out in the pool tomorrow? No, um, not just, at all. Just saying, I'm going to I'm going to spend the I'm going to spend the entire day. I'll be listening to Matt Taylor. There you go. You can't go um, wrong with that. How's that? I'll be Matt will be my guy. I'll be listening to him and uh, be fired up about it. He's an old Franklin College grad, as am I. He used to work on Indiana Sports. Noticing a theme here. He used to work on Indiana Sports Talk back in the day. He he actually Graham. He had, he sat in that same seat that you're sitting in, in that same studio. Was our studio producer for uh, a while. Um, back in his early days as a broadcaster, just so, just so you know, and now look where he is. And so, yeah, um, I, I, I get an added thrill out of listening to him do the game. I've worked with him before on some high school games. He is the consummate professional. He's tremendously prepared. He's very passionate about what he does. He's a great guy, one of the most talented guys I've ever worked with. And so I'm happy that he gets the opportunity. I'd like for him to have some fun tomorrow and call a W for the Colts. We'll be back uh, and talk a little bit more about the Colts throughout the night. Again, 1 o'clock start against Jacksonville. Don't forget to join us. Friday night, coming up Friday night, week number six of the high school football season. Paul Condry and I will recap week number five later on in the show. It was an interesting night. I think he'll, he'll provide you some great insights on some, uh, some of the top games, some of the surprises. And then, as he always does on Saturday, he'll take a look ahead at the uh, big matchups in week number six. Short break, we'll come back and talk more on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.
Everybody on Bob Lovell, this is Indiana Sports Talk. Busy day of college football, that's for sure. Congrats to the Hoosiers. Thriller. <laughs> wow. A thrilling 33-30 win in overtime over Western Kentucky. Made some plays, special teams with a block, a return, set them up. And uh, just a tremendous, tremendous win for this young and improving Hoosiers. On the other side of the spectrum, disappointing loss for the Purdue Boilermakers, 32-29 to Syracuse. Um, I think Mike Carmen from the uh, Lafayette Courier-Journal had it, had it best, um, their own worst enemies um, than they were. 13 penalties, uh, many, some at really inopportune times. Uh, late in the game, especially, um, just uh, you know, they had come from behind, put themselves in position, just couldn't make some plays down the stretch when they needed to. There's a big sigh of relief when Notre Dame fans around the state and the country, the Irish are not going to go zero and three for the first time in forever, so to speak. They get a twenty-four uh, seventeen win over California where they actually look good and you know in that second half defensively they played awfully awfully well they they really did play well in that second half uh defensively especially offensively took a little while to get going and they became pretty efficient so congratulations to the irish uh coach freeman win number one and uh, you know now they move on to play north carolina next week um Ball State shuts out Murray State. You heard our conversation with Brad Huber a little bit earlier on. Indiana State um, suffers through a tough one this afternoon themselves um, uh, to Montana, 49-14, the final. Butler with a uh, tough one at South Dakota State. They lose there, 45-16. University of Indianapolis with a uh, 20 uh, with a big win over Tiffin to, today. Tonight, that game just wrapped up not long ago, 27-20, the final there. Uh, Marion with an impressive win over St. Francis of Illinois, 31-7. to um, Also a big win, Wabash beats Worcester, 48-14 in NCAC play. Uh, and that's a great that's a great way to get your conference season started. Um, trying over Franklin, fifty five twenty one. Um, Indiana Wesleyan beats Olivet Nazarene, thirty four twenty six. And uh, Rose Holman loses to Albion, forty nine seventeen. So we'll uh, we'll update you on some more of those games. Look, I'm a huge uh, small college fan, and you know, small college football is. Um, Favorite thing, one of my favorites when I was coaching at Franklin, it was always fun to go watch those games. And so, you know, small college games, get out, watch, have some fun. You're right there. Coming up, school board update, top of the hour with Ryan Soul. And when we come back after that, we'll talk some uh, baseball and then we'll talk some pretty football. This is Indiana Sports Talk. <laughs> 